Hello, everyone, and welcome to Interactions and Attractions, a podcast that explores rural tourism and all that North Carolina has to offer. I'm your host, Carol Klein, part of the Uplift program and a tourism professor at Appalachian State University. And I am so excited to embark on this adventure with all of our listeners and special guests. In this podcast, we'll be exploring the ins and outs of the tourism industry through conversations with some of the brightest minds in the industry. From seasoned tourism experts to inspiring community leaders and valuable state partners, we'll hear their stories, insights, and passions for the destinations that they hold dear. Come along with us to discover how tourism can aid the local economy, preserve ecosystems, and celebrate the diversity of our cultures. Hi, everybody. We are here with Kathy Ruberg. Kathy is the Grants and Loans Assistance Manager for Uplift. Welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. This is awesome because I am getting to talk with a fellow Uplift team member. And um, Kathy has been with Uplift. I when when was the first meeting that you appeared? And we had not met you in person, but you appeared and you started schlepping tables around. When was that? Like February? That, no. June. May. June. Okay. Yeah. So so you've been with Uplift not even six months. Mm-hmm. And um and and so you know i'm gonna i'm gonna want to know what you think i'm gonna want to know what you think but before we get to that i understand what you're doing now you're helping with with uh you're assisting with grants and loans management but but tell us what that means what is your current role with uplift and then go back and tell us a little bit about your experience working in rural communities okay well in my current role as grants and loans technical assistant manager See, I try to shorten it. Technical, you can take out one word and then it just flows a lot better. So I, I, I'm always changing up your title. GLTAM. Sure. I keep a database of available grants and loans uh, for some of them are nationwide, some are very specific and local, but we keep a database and we use that database to work with tourism entities across North Carolina to match their needs to funding opportunities. So if your county is working on a new trail system, for instance, my team and I might recommend applying for uh, a National Fish and Wildlife Foundation grant that supports pollinator habitats, which can be bees, but it's also butterflies and bats. Uh, The grant might not be called trail grant, but it can be used to enhance trails or maybe even uh, Quadratech which is a company that specializes in Jeep accessories, but they also sponsor trail building and park beautification grants. So a lot of what we do is listen to our stakeholders on what their project consists of, and then identify creative ways to help fund the project through grants and loans. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like I, I knew about the recreational trails grant, um, did not know about those two that you just mentioned. That is Awesome. How many grants are in this magical grants database that you have at the moment? Because I know you keep adding to it. We've got about 300 and we're adding anywhere from 20 to 50 a week. Wow. Wow. 
and and that that's that's a lot right and so if i were a person hearing that if i was listening i'd be like that's a lot that's going to be a little bit overwhelming will you help me go through and, and figure out the ones that are most applicable to my situation we certainly do and part of the narrowing down is if you go to the uplift tourism website and go to the knowledge center we have which will be in our show notes which will be in the show notes that's wonderful which will have grants and loans in the Knowledge Center. You can click on grants or loans and they're by category. So if you're looking to build a trail, you might go to the category uh, parks and trails. And in there you would see these, uh, the ones you expect to see, but then you might also see these more creative ones. And, and they're not just ones, if you look up parks and loans grants, you'll get a list on Google. These are ones we have dug out. So we've, nice. we've done a lot of research on them. Um, some of the ones that you really have to dig for are smaller money, but they're also a little easier to get. So great. Oh, okay. So you, you, you assist with grants, you, you keep this database, you provide some one-on-one -on -one technical assistance. What else do you do? Well, a lot of what we do is listen. Uh, I set up meetings with uh, anyone in our area that has uh, a project that they might need a little funding for. I let them uh, talk, tell me what their project is, maybe the different aspects of it. And as they're going through that, I take notes on what their different parts, like maybe they're doing a trail, but they're also going to have a little park and maybe there's benches and maybe there's flowers and we can look into the the grant that supports uh, native flower uh, populations. So we we listen part by part, and then after that meeting, I take my notes and I go to my database. Sometimes it leads me to a little new research where we find more grants for the database. So that's super cool. And then I typically will email them saying. You know, here's one that could be used for this. Here's one for this. And then we can get back together. If they want to write any of the grants, I'm happy to look over them. Uh, we just really are hoping to develop that sort of relationship where we know what their projects are and they feel comfortable mm -hmm. helping us, you know, helping us get to know them, letting us in so we can assist with some of their needs. That's Fantastic. And I recently attended a webinar that that you were running. Um, tell 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 the listeners about that in case they didn't see it. Well, the last webinar we did, which I think is on the Knowledge Center, uh, is when we talked about beginner grants. A lot of our stakeholders out there are not seasoned municipality government workers who know where the grants are, who know how to apply, who know how to manage them. A lot of them are small businesses, small organizations, board members. You know, they're just a, a whole group of folks that want to help. And we showed them some of the grants I consider beginner grants. You can collect the information to apply for the grant in a short amount of time. You don't need letters of intent. You don't need usually a complete and full budget for five or six years. You don't need an, an outline of the project so much. These are grants where they just say, 
who are you? What is your project? What do you plan to use the money for? And then you submit it. Uh, right. Yeah, they don't have a lot of management on the backside like a government grant might. So my hope was that folks could use this type of grant to learn the process, to learn how you go to the website, where the apply links are. Uh, a lot of them have support emails on there if you're not sure what to do. So it, it's just kind of a, a beginner lesson to get them started into bigger and better things. Yeah, because I, you know, I know in the the grant applications that I've written in the past, you, you don't you don't start with a, your half a million dollar grant. You don't you don't start there, and because for with a half a million dollar grant application, it's going to be kind of complex, and it, and it's for me, it's a little intimidating. And so you know, starting with a five thousand dollar grant application maybe a 10, but, but, you know, one or $2,000, that just, you know, it gets my feet wet. It, it makes me feel comfortable. I understand the process. So I, I loved that webinar that you did. Oh, I'm so glad we're, we're just hoping to help these folks build skills. So they are more comfortable and less intimidated with this sort of ask. So will there be other webinars in the future? There will. We plan to have an array of topics to help support our stakeholders in various ways. And once we have each webinar ready to sign up for, they will be on the Uplift Tourism site. Cool. And that'll, that'll also be in the show notes. Great. So so back to the original question I asked you. I, I asked you what you do in your current role. You've told us about that. It sounds awesome. We are so glad to have you as part of the Uplift team. Um, what is, what's your experience prior to joining Uplift? What, it, particularly working in rural communities or in tourism or community development? Well, I live in rural Western North Carolina, and I've been here most of my life. And when you come from a small town, you pitch in. Everyone pitches in. Everyone volunteers. Everyone donates. Everyone serves on multiple boards of directors. So you you learn that your community grows with your input. So I, I was raised, um, raised on that. Uh, I have spent a lot of my career at the Chamber of Commerce, local Chamber of Commerce. And during that time, I did uh, large events planning to where we had a bike ride where about a thousand participants were involved every year that went up Grandfather Mountain. And then I've also developed uh, a festival that brought in tens of thousands of people uh, for the festival. So I have really enjoyed working with the tourism in our rural area. When I was a child, my town didn't have a lot. We had a movie theater. We had a courthouse. Um, we, we had a mall. But we didn't have anything that would bring people in. So over my lifetime and through my career, we've been able to really build up our area. And we moved from a tier one to a tier two county in my area. So we're, we're hoping to work with more of these rural communities that just need a hand up and work with them to help develop their tourism. They all, all that we've talked to, they have great plans. They already know the path they wanna be on. We just want to be here to support them and hopefully celebrate 
when we see their their movements in their communities with tourism. It, fabulous. And and during that time, I mean, it sounds like you've been involved in tourism industry for a long time. Maybe that was part of a title of yours, or maybe it was just your your uh, association and commitment to your community. Um, were there any key interactions that you can pinpoint that led you to rural development work or, or rural tourism? Yeah, probably because both of my parents were public servants and both were very active in community building organizations and events. And as a child, I tagged along or was dragged along to everything they did. And I'm, I'm thankful for that. And it, it helped develop a strong desire to do my part to see the community uh, succeed. So as I went to college, um, with the goal of public leadership in mind, uh, I was able to come back to my area, work for the chamber, develop a very successful festival, which is still ongoing. Um, I want to say 15 years yes. or so. Uh, what, wait, okay. What's the name of the festival? It's the North Carolina Blackberry Festival. Cool. I've been to it. Oh my gosh. That's wonderful. But I, I developed from scratch with the idea of one of our board members, developed the festival. The first festival had 25 vendors in a lovely little park downtown. We got, within two years, we could not fit in the park and we moved to the streets of downtown. So now, uh, of course, I've, I've been away from it since for a little while, but I was told this year they had 40,000 visitors. Wow. I don't even know yeah. how many vendors. When I was there, we grew to 150 vendors. Um, and one of the best Blackberry farmers that, that I could imagine, um, Lineberger Farms out in Kings Mountain, they are engineers by trade, but farmers at heart. And they have an amazing Blackberry farm. And we're able to use them in our blackberry festival and they have blackberries as big as your thumb mm -hmm. candy yeah sometimes somehow i immediately want uh, some blackberry pie right this second absolutely wouldn't that be nice <laughs> um that's great so i love your key interaction story thank you um all right now let's get down to some dirt all right you work for uplift all right just it's just just between us girls, what do you think so far? So nobody else is going to hear this, right? No, it's just us. Perfect. It has been completely enlightening and exciting. Uh, we're working with um, all sorts of groups around the state that, like I said, have great ideas. And just to hear them, I mean, they're so creative, uh, but they might not have the background in how to work with, within the system, what resources are available. So I'm just thrilled that we all can be a part of helping, helping them develop the ideas that, that they've already created. So I've really enjoyed the uplift work. I've only been in it a few months, but I've seen uh, some of the folks already coming out of their shell, connecting. Um, it's, it's been really awesome. 
It's fun. And you've heard me say before, you know, we get on our team calls on, on Friday at 10 a.m. We have our team calls and we all go around. We talk about what we've been working on and it just helps us connect all of the different multiple pieces that are going on. Mm -hmm. And after those calls, I am just high as a kite. I cannot believe all of the people on our team doing really good stuff and 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 not just our team it's it's the people like you said it's the people that we get a chance to work with we have the privilege to work with all of these incredible creative hardworking committed folks and it's just oh man it is just a delight um Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, talking about some of these folks that we get to work with, of course, you're not going to name names, but can you describe any of the requests, just generally speaking, so the listeners understand, um, you know, what kind of requests are you getting for grants and loans assistance, or what could people ask you for? Oh, yeah. Uh, I've met just the most passionate and incredible group of folks. Uh, we're all currently working with a group that's planning a large off-road vehicle adventure complete with a base camp and rustic glamorous overnight accommodations is is rustic glamorous a thing uh, it totally it's totally a thing rustic glamorous and once this is developed you'll be able to go there purchase a package of various off-road experiences that you choose um, you'll be able to stay in a beautiful forest, um, in a glamping accommodation of some sort. Um, that idea is just crazy exciting. And we're looking at all the different aspects of it, which are probably limitless and how we could match grants to various aspects of it. You know, you're probably not going to find a grant that says, uh, off-road adventure grant. So we have to piece a lot of opportunities together. Uh, we've talked to a nonprofit group who was just a, a handful of people who pulled their money and they bought a vacant downtown building, which most communities have these buildings that are troublesome. They bought the building. They're using their money to rehab the building to make it ready for a business to move into. And then they will sell that building, take their proceeds, purchase another building and start over again. And they plan to do that until their downtown is full. That's an amazing story. I love that. It's amazing. And they had funds to do the project, but when COVID hit, all their expenses doubled. So the, the materials they had budgeted the labor they had budgeted all went up so all of a sudden they're looking for alternate funds so we're helping them with that um it's just you know anywhere from parks which everybody loves a good outdoor space uh, especially when the weather gets a little cooler uh, to these giant outdoor adventure opportunities they're all tourism they're all community building and uh, I'm just having a great time with my team, getting to know these folks and their dreams and plans. So Kathy, you've been with Uplift now for a few months. Um, what do you think from, from your vantage point, what do you think Uplift should be doing to support rural tourism in our core counties? 
or even our the contiguous counties to our core counties. Yeah, uh, when I first was looking into Uplift and first came into it, I was thinking, well, gee, what are what are they going to do that isn't done or we haven't seen? Or so I was like, you know, what exactly is going on here? But as I've been in it, uh, I think what our real support has been is we're helping bring tourism stakeholders together, matching them to training, funding opportunities, resources, and each other. So we're able to, uh, having worked in government, I know that your city may not even be working with your county in the same area, uh, but we're helping to bring them together for common goals. Uh, certainly it's easier to get grants when you have partners that are working with you and you're not just a single organization. So we're helping bring those people, bring them into the same room or on the same call. And we encourage that collaboration with others because we know we can accomplish more together. And I, I think that's what we do. We're, we're here to uplift the communities and help them realize the goals that they're striving for. Fabulous. Um, okay. So Kathy Rupert, last question. Okay. I think, I think you know what it's going to be. Cause I ask everybody. Yeah. I think you know what it's going to be. I want you to tell the listeners what your one, one favorite attract one is the key word in that sense. What is your one favorite attraction in North Carolina? Can I, no cheating. Can I phone a friend? No, I've got this. <sighs> so if I had to pick one attraction and you do, I'm, I'm yeah, not cheating, do? I would say the whole Outer Banks. Uh, no, is that isn't that a destination? Okay, Wright Brothers National Memorial. Okay, thank you. You are welcome. And uh, the Outer Banks have just they're they mean so much to me. My father was a chief in the Coast Guard. Uh, he went from lighthouse to lighthouse, so we always vacationed out there as a child. But the when you go to the Wright Brothers Memorial, there's a there's a measuring line that shows you where the first flight went, where the second flight went. Um, there's a replica of their workshop where they lived, where the Wright brothers lived. There's a replica of their plane that flew. You can walk the grounds where the flight was. And actually we usually fly kites there. Cause we usually go during a kite event and you can just imagine what it must've been like. You know, we've not lived without, air travel without commercial readily available air travel right and what in the world will we do without it but, but these people these brothers had a vision that's where they took the vision and that's where they invented the airplane it, it is amazing and 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 it's it's not uh, diminished by the fact that people now are curled up in airports uh in a ball crying uh, because of the labor shortage and being stuck there. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not diminished by that at all. No, they certainly didn't envision that, but they were, they were definitely visionaries that we are very thankful for. Or being frisked by TSA. They probably didn't no, envision that. No, no, not at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you for telling us the one favorite attraction in the state. Yeah. 
I love that. And I love the personal connection, right? With your, with your, you're going from lighthouse to lighthouse. Um, uh, you could have also cheated and said all the lighthouses. I could. Uh, I almost said Cape Hatteras yeah. National Seashore, which includes several lighthouses, mm -hmm. but I didn't. Oh, that would have been good. That would have been clever. I know, but I did not. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Um, but, but that it's that personal connections, those memories that, that tourism builds. Um, so thank you for sharing your memories. Thank you for sharing some of the history of your, uh, work in communities. Uh, it, it, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being part of uplift and for being here on this podcast. It's not going to be the last time. Um, I really look forward to all of the great, uh, programs that you have planned and are uh, underway planning for the grants and loans assistance program. And uh, we'll, we'll hear more from you and your team in the future. Great, I appreciate the opportunity. I can't wait to get to know more of the stakeholders around this amazing state of which I could have picked 200 tourism destinations that I love, but I, I appreciate the chance to get to talk about it a bit and to, to meet more folks. Thank you, Kathy Ruberg, Grants and Loans Assistance Manager. Thank you for being here. Thank you. That's all we have today on Interactions and Attractions. Thank you all for joining us. Stay tuned every Monday and Friday for new releases and be sure to stay updated on what Uplift is doing through our social media. The Uplift program is funded under award 04790769 from the Economic Development Administration, U.S. Department of Commerce. The conversations, insights, and recommendations are those of the podcast production team and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Economic Development Administration or the U.S. Department of Commerce.